Jess, it's happening. Whoa, Tina, what are you doing in my car? Space is here now. No closet will be left behind. Did you say closet? Yes, the Container Store custom closets are up to 25% off. It doesn't matter the size or shape. Space is coming to them all. You're not serious. Space isn't a joke, Jess. How long do we have? Through October 13th. All right, buckle up. The Container Store custom closet sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha. The Container Store, where space comes from. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Do it better for the Lord. And give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be at the prophetic encounter service? Then stand up and give Jesus a celebration. Shout like you mean it. If you're happy to be here, give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the goodness of God continues every day. David said he will give us his goodness continually. Amen. It's a year of good things. Maybe you received a new iPad, but that's not all. Good things are going to happen to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. A prophecy is a prediction that is brought to pass by a powerful force. God, God performs the words of his servants. Hallelujah. And today's testimonies, we are going to hear amazing things that were spoken under the anointing that God himself has brought to pass. Are you happy that the prophecies are going to work practically in your life? Alright, I'm going to read our first testimony all the way from our pastor in Ethiopia. He says, my name is Pastor Lemi from Ethiopia. And my testimony is about how God delivered me from a car accident and untimely death. While I was going home to my hometown to spend Ethiopian Christmas with my family on the 3rd of January 2018, after we had traveled for more than 100 kilometers away from the capital city, the breaker of our bus that I was in stopped working. Unfortunately, we were coming down a hill and the driver didn't have any choice but to continue driving. He was driving at a very high speed and for more than three minutes we passed by many cars including heavy, heavy load trucks. During that time, people kept screaming and crying in the car but I remembered all the prayers of my father and my prophet, Bishop Dagewan Mills. I remembered all the prayers he had been praying for us that we will not die in a car accident. We shall not die an untimely death. I also remember that I once had my three minutes with the prophet and during my three minutes with him he prophesied that Lemmy you will be a great pastor he prophesied that Lemmy you will be a great pastor I remember this prophecy and I encouraged and told my sister who was sitting by me that nothing would happen to us indeed nothing happened to me and my sister while many people in the car got head heads and I also heard later that some of them died in the hospital. God protected us. And the bus we were in also capsided. It could have caught fire, but it didn't happen. 
I thank God for the prophecies and the prediction of my prophet, Bishop Daniel Mills. He told me, Lemmy, you will be a great pastor and not a dead pastor. I am alive and well, thanks to the prayers and the prophecies of our prophet, Bishop Dad Hayward Mills. Put your hands together for Jesus. You will be a great pastor and not a dead one in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. For our next testimony, we want to put our hands together for our brother Gabriel Chum. He wants to testify of what God has done for him. I'll give it up for him as he comes upstage. She more has God done for you. Um, God has saved me through the prophetic writings of our prophet. You got saved through the writings of the prophet? Yes. Tell us, how did it happen? Um, in 2014, I was in the world doing my Samuel things. And a brother from the church called Kwame Anukwari came to visit my sister. And when he saw me, he introduced a book from the prophet to me, How to Pray. How to Pray? Yes. And after the introduction of the book, he also gave me a book. Loyalty and disloyalty, the pocket size. Loyalty and disloyalty. Yes, the pocket size as a were gift. Were those your first Christian books you were owning? My first Christian books. You had never read a Christian book at before. all. What happened? And the following day, as I was sleeping on my bed, I took the loyalty and disloyalty because it was small. I thought I can just finish reading. So as I was reading the book, I could feel things leaving my chest. Literally, as you were my... reading the book, loyalty and disloyalty. Yes. What, did you understand what you were reading? Initially, I didn't. But as you were reading it, what was happening to you? Things were just leaving my chest. Things were leaving your chest? Yes. And what happened after that? And after I finished reading the book, someone called me on my phone. And I don't remember what he talked about. But after the phone call, the person asked me, Chum, are you now a pastor? And I don't know why, but I just said yes. And to the glory of God, I can see that practically happening in my life. Wow. So that was your first encounter with anything Christian? That was my first encounter with anything Christian. I was just passing through church either to look on some girls or some other things. Okay. But now, but now what are you? But now, i rather bring people to church. You have a center leader? Yes. Oh, why don't you give the Lord a shout of praise? He said his salvation began when he started reading the prophetic writings of the prophet. Somebody gave him a gift of loyalty and disloyalty. He's not a Christian. He had never read a Christian book. But when he started reading the book, he could feel things leaving his chest. Demons started leaving him when he was reading the book. And he went to church and he gave his life to Christ. And today he's in the first love church. He's born again. He's sanctified. And he's a pastor leader. Put your hands together for Jesus. So do you think the books are powerful? The books are really powerful because anytime I lose trust in God, if I take a new book, I just flip. And that is speaks to me through the books. Hallelujah. You are coming in direct contact with the prophet as you read the books. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. Do it better for Jesus. And our next testimony is coming from our brother Kenrick. Kenrick is a student in the prestigious Anakazo Bible and Ministry Training Center. Kenrick, what has God done for you? I want to give thanks to God for... Um, a prophecy that's practically happened to me in my life. The prophecy was fulfilled in your life? Yes, please. Tell us, what was the prophecy? On the 31st night at the watch night service, Daddy prophesied that you'll never be found begging in your life. What did Daddy prophesy? That you'll never be found begging in your life. You will never be found begging in your life. Shout amen like you also want that prophecy. And what happened after that prophecy? See, I'm an Anakazi student coming from Guyana. You're from where? 
And I'm a Kazi student coming from Ghana. Yeah, that's why it's, it's, it's big. But take your time. Let us he says he's an Anakazo student coming from Guyana. Guyana, not Ghana. Guyana, give the Lord a shout of praise. He's from Guyana. Yeah. For me to come here was very difficult. It was difficult for you yes. to come here. My parents they couldn't afford it. It was my bishop who actually raised funds for me to come. Your bishop raised funds for you to be here. Yes, please. So I know it would be difficult and them for to consistently support me while I was in Ghana. So, so you knew that there was no support going to come from the house yes, whilst please. you are here schooling in Ankazu. Yes. And and, and and the prophet prophesied that you will not beg in your life. Yes. Please. And what happened after that prophecy? On the second of January twenty-eight. Second of January. The prophecy was given on the thirty-first of yes, December two thousand and seventeen. Yes, and on the second of January, what happened? At three a.m., my grandfather called me and he said. I want to know your address and I want to know how long you're staying in Ghana. And I gave it to him. And he said, I will be sending you money starting this Friday every month. Your grandfather said he'll be sending you money starting this Friday every, every month. month. And then what else did he say? And he also said that I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. Your grandfather said what? I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. You said your grandfather said what? I don't want you to beg anyone for anything. No, 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 no. What? what did he say after that? I, I don't want you to beg anyone. For I any- don't want you to beg anybody. Are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a shout of praise. His grandfather told him, I don't want you to beg anybody for money. The prophecy was you will never beg anyone for money. And his grandfather said, I will send him money this Friday and every month. I don't want you to beg anyone for money. Now this is the part that will shock you. Wait. Your grandfather, tell us about your grandfather. You see, my grandfather, he wasn't in support of me coming to Ghana. Your grandfather did not support you coming to Ghana. No, please, he didn't support it at all. But now he's the one who's supporting me. He's the one who wants to support me. He's saying that the grandfather was the last person who would send him money. Because he's not even in agreement of him becoming a pastor. But his grandfather, something provoked the grandfather. To pick up his phone and call him. Now listen, send me your account details. Friday. Yes, please. He raised the dead when he went home for vacation. Yes, please. 
Okay, tell us about it. Is that how you respond to your dad being raised? Is that how you respond to your dad being raised? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Please tell us, tell us, tell us, how did it happen? On 30th December. 30th of December? Yes, please. In Benin? Yes, please. Where in Benin? Paraku. Paraku? Yes, What happened there? On 30th, I was in the church with uh, some of the shepherds. We are about to go for evangelism. Evangelism. Yes. And what happened? I was there when this woman, she's our church member, she came in with the dead body. She walked into the church with the dead body. Yes, please. And what did she do? She gave me the dead body as, as if she's giving me a gift. She just gave the baby to the, the dead body to you. Why are you afraid? It wasn't easy. So what happened? What happened when the when, when she gave the dead body to you? When she gave me the dead body, I put her on my chest. You put the the dead child on your chest. Yes, please. And I called those shepherds with me. I told them they should start thanking God about the life of this this child. And what happened? And when they were praying, I prayed a certain prayer within me. What prayer did you pray? I said, "The Lord of my father, Bishop Dagwa." The God of my father, Bishop Dagwa Mills. The God of my father, Bishop Dagwa Mills. How many of you know that? That body is beyond you. You have to call on the God of your father. He said the God of my father, Bishop Tagoda. And what happened? And what else did he say? And I said the God of my father, Bishop Dagormis, who raised the dead in Colombia. He raised the dead in Colombia. Yes. And what's again? And in Philippines. He raised the dead in Philippines. He will perform that same miracle in Benin. He will perform that same miracle in Benin. As soon as I finished praying that prayer, something coming out or came out from my stomach. Something came out of your stomach. And entering the dead body. And entered the dead body. Yes, please. And what happened? And she started breathing. The child started breathing. The child started breathing. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Listen, listen, Christian. Christian, you have to get this very clear. Was the child clinically dead? Yes, please. In fact, uh, the parent brought her to hospital. And from the hospital, they told them that the child is dead. And they, they told them that the child is dead from the hospital. Yes, please. And where, uh, where, and where else did they take the child? And the parent brought their daughter back home. So uh, the father started doing uh, those preparation for the burial of the. They started the funeral rites on the child. The father even took the, the, the his daughter, buffing her with those leaves that they used to bury the bury the dead body. So, uh, that woman who brought her to church, she was the auntie to the child. Okay, and she said she would not allow it. And she said, I won't allow this. And she carried the dead body. And she carried the dead and body to, straight to church. To a son of the prophet. Give the Lord a shout of praise. He said, the God of my father, Bishop Dagawan Mills, who raised the dead in Colombia, who raised the dead in Philippines, will perform this miracle in Benin Baraku. He will perform it in your life too. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Christian, so what do you have to tell everybody who is here? I want to tell everyone here to stay connected to our bishop. Stay connected to our prophet. Stay connected to everything that he's doing. And I believe that if we really believe in the words and the prayer of our prophet, We'll do. Oh, why don't you put your hands together? You are looking at the latest raiser of the dead. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. 
this year, every dead thing in your life is coming to coming back to life in the name of Jesus. The God of your Father will perform miracles in the name of Jesus. Today, there are going to be a lot of words spoken. A lot of words are going to be spoken under the anointing. And the prophecy possesses power to make it come to pass. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Sweet. 
church. Amen. Amen. I'm so excited that it is time for the word of God. Amen. God has chosen us. today. We expect your power today. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us yes. and touching our lives. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Lead us, mighty Holy Spirit, today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Second Peter 1 and verse 18. 2 Peter 1 verse 18. It says, And this voice came from heaven, which came from heaven we heard. When we were with him in the holy mount. And we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. This morning, I want to share with you about voices, especially the voice of God, the most important voice. Amen. Now, let's read verse 17 to start with. It says, for he received from God. All right. Or if you like from verse 16, for we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus, but were eyewitnesses, okay, of his majesty. Now he says, for he received from God the Father honor and glory. When did he receive honor and glory? And when are you going to receive honor and glory? When there came such a voice unto him, from the excellent glory. Alright. Saying this is my beloved son. In whom. I am well pleased. Now. I'm talking about voices. And I'm, I'm sharing from. Um, my teaching. In the art of hearing. I want everybody to get that book. I don't know if you have it. Is it available? Alright. Thank you. Smoke please. Do the right thing. Don't let me say it through the microphone, please. Now, um, the voice of God is a very important subject because that is where all our blessings start. Now, it says in verse 19, 
we have a more sure word of prophecy. You see, no matter who prophesies, there is a more sure word, more sure, like it's a prophecy that is more sure. That is the what is written in the Bible. So when we are giving testimonies in church, you find them referring to prophecies that I have proclaimed or declared. All right? But there is something far more sure. Yes. You know, about what is going to happen. And what is more sure is what is in the word of God. All right? But you see, what it is with that, the word of God is not respected even by Christians. So you find out that uh, unless you use phrases, special cliches of set, certain types of phrases, People don't think you are wise. Yeah. So, f- for instance, you, you, may, you may say, um, you come up and say that the, the, the man sitting at the bottom of the Iroko tree can see further than the little boy, little boy who has climbed to the top of the Iroko tree. Hey. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. Or you may say, uh, everybody, you, you can see better when you climb on top of somebody's shoulders. You, you, you didn't get that part. Like, if you climb on my shoulder, you see you see better. So it's like when you climb on somebody's shoulders or you, you let somebody help you go higher, it's like you see further and you do better. Wow. And what else? Huh? When a crocodile comes from under the water and tells you that there's a snake there, you have to believe him. So, you, you, you start to think, that, wow, this is very wise. So, I have noticed that when people are talking about wise people, wise men or maybe wise men of God and so on, I notice that people don't often refer to me as being like a man of wisdom. Because the wisdom that I have is the word. So I, I quote scriptures, not wise sayings and wise cliches. Because all these wise sayings, you know, they are in the Bible, but in a different way. If you climb on top of somebody's shoulders, you see far. I mean, we have a teaching in the Bible, whoever became anointed without associating with somebody. Yes. Elijah followed Elijah and so on. That's the same as climbing on, sh- on, some, on top of somebody's shoulders. But this is not with those wonderful words that let you feel that, oh, this man is very wise. You see? Or using the language that the financial people use. Financial engineering Securitization of future earnings. And what again? Huh? Leveraging. Hedging. I need a word. Kwesi, help me. What's the use of the word? Huh? Factoring. Equity and stocks. 
All these words, I don't use. I just say that zero is greater than minus two million. That's all. Which is, which is arithmetic. No matter how you explain your debts and how you are planning to pay for that, I will tell you that zero is greater than minus 2,000, minus 1,000. It will always be greater. Yes. And I'm more stable when I don't owe anybody. Does it? No matter the words you say. And you see, what I think of it, that these are art students who couldn't do maths, who couldn't do science. And they want to bamboozle you. You know, I once read, an, I was reading a book on economics, and the person, an economist, was saying that, you know, they are making these simple things over complex. You know, just throwing dust in the eyes of people, whereas it's not actually that complicated. Yes. So I'm saying that the, the Bible is advertising itself. This book, you see, Second Peter 1, verse 19, is advertising itself. And saying that we have a more sure word of prophecy. So whatever you think will happen. Do you see? The Bible is predicting clearly what will happen. Do you see? And it says, whereunto you do well for yourself to take heed. Because when you take heed, it's like a man in a dark place who sees a light shining and showing him the way. If you've ever been in a very dark place where you can hurt yourself or where you can walk on snakes, you'll be very happy for light. That's how the word of God is. So the word of God is, is greater than anything that I can ever say. Any prophecy that I can say. And also the written words are, are very uh, prophetic. You see, last week I met with some of my uh, bishops and I was explaining to them, I said, you say I'm not a prophet. I'm not, they don't say that. But I'm saying if you say I'm not a prophet, let's open this book. And I opened the book and I showed them. I said, you have fulfilled all these parts. You fulfilled here. I read the sentences to them in English and the headings. This, this, this in the book, How to Neutralize Curses. I read it out. I said that this is what you do. When you are asked to do this and you don't, you don't believe what I've written, you, you will fulfill it. Yes. So, yeah, it's not, it's, so the, the books themselves are prophecies telling you what is going to happen. And if it's a bad thing, your duty is to make sure that you don't fulfill that bad thing. Yeah. One way or another. So if you read how to neutralize cases, you will see what happens to people who are operating under the curse of Noah. The curse that Noah spoke. And you see that 1 to 24, you fulfill all. All. You will not build. Because a servant doesn't build. And a servant of servants is even further. You cannot manage facilities. You cannot uh, uh, do nice things. Everything about you will be scrappy. It, you fulfill all. Because it's also a type of a prophecy. So I showed her, I said, you see, I'm not a prophet. I said, call, bring my book. Bring my book. I opened the book. I said, read, look. You see, you have fulfilled this. You have fulfilled this. You fulfill all these things. So I'm just saying to you that you, ha- you need to be careful, wary of um, being impressed with what I say. Or even being Impressed even with the prophecies that I am giving you more than the word of God. 
Because the word of God, it will happen so badly that you, you can't even believe that it's so true. Yeah. And when you see the word of God being fulfilled or happening, you, you, it's almost sad. That how come the Bible is so true? You know, one day I saw somebody dead. When I saw the person dead, I, I mean, I only remember the feeling of why is the Bible so true? Can't there be some parts which are not true? But it's so true. So I want to encourage you to really believe in the, in the word of God. And don't, don't, make, don't let yourself be impressed with human words. Which often, when they are filled with wisdom, are found in the Bible. Alright? So stay with the Bible because none of us is really wise. It is God who is wise. And it is God's wisdom that we are following. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so we have a more sure word of prophecy. Amen. Now, I want us to look at uh, the voices. Because this week, we are going to start going a little deeper in our fasting and praying. Amen. And our sipping season of intensive prayer. Amen. And during the season of fasting and sipping and intensive prayer, all that we need is the voice of God to guide us in our lives. I really need the voice of God to guide me. And I always want to hear God's voice. But there are many kinds of voices in this world. And none of these voices is without significance. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 10. 1 Corinthians 14. There are many voices in the world. And none of them is without significance or signification of King James English. So every voice has an effect. If you, if you joke with it, you'll find yourself um, <laughs> in the wrong place. Alright? What are the voices? Number one, the voice of God. Number two, the voice of your flesh. Your feelings. Your flesh will be saying, hey, fasting, no. The voice of your mind, that's logic. Reasoning. You, you can't just follow reasoning. You must follow the voice of God. Then we have the voice of the devil. Clear. You must know when the devil speaks. No matter who he's speaking through. Jesus was so accurate. That when the devil spoke through his main follower. His main agent. Peter. He was able to. Identify the voice of the devil. And when there are people who the devil is using to speak to you, no matter how close they are, when you hear certain phrases, certain words, you know, no. Satan, get thee behind me. Then the voice of a prophet. 
Bible says by a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he preserved him. So the voice of a prophet is important. Then the voice of the Bible. The Bible has a voice. That's the voice of God's word. The voice of your friends. Number seven. Friends are with you more than your pastor is with you. Friends are with you more than your, um, your reverend minister. Friends are with you more than anybody else. Is it not true? So they have a greater influence on you. They are more than the preacher. So if you have a wrong kind of friend, you are doomed and damned. Then the voice of your parents is a very strong voice that you must listen to. Those who fail to listen to the voice of their parents start descending like someone who has entered a lift and pressed underground. And it starts to go down. If you like, joke with your parents. Your mother may be in prison, but I will advise you to listen to her. Your father may be in prison. I will advise you to listen carefully to whatever he says. You may think your mother is a witch or a wizard, but I will advise you to listen carefully. The voice of your spirit, number nine. That is the inner man. There is a man inside. The voice of your flesh is saying, I'm hungry. I want to sleep. I want to eat. But the voice of your spirit is saying, I want God. Then number 10, the voice of your spouse. The 10th voice is the voice of the person you are married to. Which is another strong voice. That's why Jesus didn't marry. Paul didn't marry. Even Adolf Hitler didn't marry. Till he saw that he was going to die. And he said, it doesn't matter anymore. He married about two hours before he died. When he realized I was going to kill himself, he married and then came out of the room and said, he called for the mayor of Berlin to come and they signed. And his, his girlfriend came and said, you, now, you can now call me Frau Hitler. Frau Hitler means Mrs. Hitler. He said, you can now call me Frau Hitler. And then they celebrated. I think they had a meal and then they went in to kill themselves. And he said, his, these are his words. He said, how can I marry? What about if it affects my work? We are in our situation because some people listen to the voice of their spouse, Adam. Listen to his wife. That's why we are here. And Abraham also listened to the voice of his wife. It's not a small voice. So if you know you cannot, you have to abstain. (laughs) Number 11, the voice of circumstances. Circumstances are one of the things that people flow with. It's like, oh wow, because this is happening and because that is happening, I'll just be here. Circumstances have led the church not to plant churches in certain places. You see, circumstance will not let me send someone or will not let people travel to, let's say from Ghana to Nigeria, from Ghana to Togo, or from Ghana to Mali. Circumstance will make you travel from Ghana to London. 
Circumstance will make you travel from Ghana to Germany. Circumstance will make you travel from Ghana to Australia. Okay? So, when you are following the voice of circumstances, you do certain things. But, when you are following the voice of God, you may now not be following the voice of circumstances. So, today, we have churches in certain countries, like Zambia, Mozambique, and Nigeria, and all these other countries. Why? Because we are following the voice of circumstances. No. The voice of God. Very different from the voice of circumstance. Why will I send somebody to Sierra Leone? Do you know the difficulties in Sierra Leone? It's not a small place. Why would I send somebody to Liberia? I recently sent missionaries to Banga. Do you know Banga? That was Charles Taylor's headquarters. Banga and Ganta, which is on the border to Guinea, where a lot of the uh, rebels were. And Zwedru, which is the last corner of Liberia, the hometown of Sergeant Doe. Sergeant Samuel Doe, the head of state of, uh, one time head of state of Liberia. It, it, they only go there by, heli- by helicopter or by plane, by helicopter. They didn't, they didn't understand why we are going. Mrs. Taylor, who is now the vice president of Liberia, I think they'll be sworn in tomorrow. She said to me, when I heard you were going, I said, why? Why are you going here? Why will you go to these places? We have an interview we can show you. You know, I, she, I interviewed her or she interviewed me. I don't know. One of us interviewed. <laughs> who interviewed you? I interviewed her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, there was an interview. Yeah. Why would we send people to such places? Because we are not following circumstances. When you follow circumstances, the blessings of following the voice of God don't happen to you. Yeah. But circumstance is not a good thing. Circumstance means things standing around. Circum is around. Stance is stand. Circumstance. You should sometimes think of the meaning of the word. So, can it be that the trees and the things around are telling you what to do? Or God will tell you what to do? Yeah. So, circumstances is like mortgage. Mortgage, it means mort, mortuary, mort, dead, dead gauge, pledge, death pledge, a pledge to my death. That's the meaning of mortgage. Uh, these are not good things. You know? Hmm. Are you still around? <laughs> and then number 12, the voice of your own will. You know, some of us are strong-willed. A strong-willed child. You always want to do what you want to do. Not what somebody tells you to do. And if you are strong-willed, your own will, such people who are strong-willed, it's better to tell them the opposite of what you want them to do. If you make the mistake of telling them, go here. Oh, no, I want to go here. So you always have to advise them on the other way. When when you identify them, you always say, don't turn left, you turn right. Or don't turn left, that's where he'll go. So if you want him to go right, tell him, oh, go left. No! 
I'm not going where you say. I'm going where I want to go. I'm going right. His main thing in life is not to do what somebody says. You can't tell me what to do. So if you marry a strong-willed lady, not going to be easy in the house. When you say this, he said, no, I want this. I want to eat contumbre. No! We are eating beans. So, when you want to eat contumbre, say, I want beans. Then they will make contumbre for you. It's, it's a way of, of overcoming that thing. <laughs> are you still around? Yeah. So, now, the main thing is to escape from these voices. That's why we fast. Do you see? That's why we fast. And that is why we wait on God. When we say wait, what are you waiting for? You are waiting for the other voices which are very loud to calm down. And there is no way, you know, for what you are seeing in life every day. You get it? To stop affecting you because it affects you. The people you see, the lectures you go for, the work you are doing, the people you see, it has an effect on you. So it takes time for you to calm down. For you to hear the voice of God. The voice of God is submerged beneath the voices of all these other things. Circumstances. Very strong. Very strong voice. Voice of your parents. Very strong. Voice of friends. Very strong voice. You see, if you are in poverty and poverty is telling you, you need money. Therefore, do this thing for, to get money. It's a strong voice. Yes. Take this job so that you can have money. So when God has called you, you will not follow God's voice, but you are following circumstances. So it takes time to calm down and start to Hear less of those voices. The voice of your flesh, very strong. It takes time. And as for the flesh, all the flesh things, remember that the master key is drying. It's not sudden. You see, if you want to fast, dry fasting, start slowly. It gets to a point that even when food is presented, you say, you know something? I don't like all these foods. I don't want it. You, know, you notice that you can, just, you can just switch. You can actually move into zero. And this, this sipping season, you are going to move into I receive it. zero. Yeah. That's why we wait on God. We are trying to drown out. Why do we fast? Because we are trying to drown out the, the voice of the flesh. But what the type of fasting that we've been doing rather makes the voice of the flesh louder. The, the flesh is saying, when is it going to be 6 o'clock? 
when is it going to be six o'clock? So the voice, the flesh now becomes the loudest voice. You cannot hear from God. You'll find that when people, when you fast, they said, we don't hear anything from God. Sometimes it's after the fast that you hear or before the fast. How many have ever felt God spoke to you after the fasting? Or before the fasting? But it's, uh, you, you'll be surprised. During the fast, you're just checking the time and say, let me put on another message so that it will be two hours before. It will soon be six o'clock. If you have experienced it before, raise your hand. Or you sleep so that when you wake up, it is almost time. How about that one too? Do you know why God doesn't use angels as pastors? Do you know why God doesn't use angels as If an angel is leading you, it will not be easy for you. Well, he doesn't understand certain things. But he uses human beings who are also struggling. In Hebrews chapter 5, it, it lists out from verse 1 to 4. It says that men who are also compassed about with weakness. You are also struggling. From among a high priest is taken from um, from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he should offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Verse two: Who can have compassion? He, he must be somebody who can have compassion on the ignorant and them that are out of the way, seeing that he himself is compassed with infirmity. Yes. So God has to use somebody who is compassed or surrounded personally by the same problem that you are having. <laughs> He's seen it before. Yes. Verse 3. Yeah. And by reason thereof, he ought as for the people, so also for himself. Wow. To offer sin for sins, sacrifices. So he's to offer for the people and himself sins. So as I am leading you to fast and pray, I am compassed about with the say, I also want to sleep. If I know that we are fasting to say, I want to sleep at 5 30, I wake up then. 30 minutes, and then we are moving. How many have had headaches when you are fasting? Yeah. How will I know? Because I'm not an angel. If I was an angel, I would not have all these experiences. Yeah. So, we need to calm down on everything else that is trying to lead us. That's the main thing in life. And when God leads you, you come back to a high level that you've never experienced before. The high quality life. Genesis chapter 3. You know the story of how, verse 1, the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts. And he said to the woman, hey, has God said? And the woman said, you know, you see now she was listening to the devil. So the voice she was listening to 
and obeying was going to destroy her. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not. But the serpent said, you shall not die. God knows. And, and when the woman saw that it was good, now circum, the voice of circumstance took over. Pleasant to the eyes. Ah, she's the right person. You know, you must fear nice things oh, when you see the thing looking nice. Eh? I tell you, I will, I will advise you. When you see something that is looking very beautiful, let all your antennas go up and say, It's too nice. Sister, you are too beautiful to be true. Yeah. There cannot be something as nice as you. And a brother too. Too perfect. Too dignified. You know, some people, when you see them, excuse me to use this example, but you think that even when they go to the toilet, it's diamonds that come out. Diamonds. I tell you. Do you know anybody like that? Oh, yes. A tree to be desired to make one wise. And she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. And gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. All right. And then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden. You see, the voice that had been the voice they had been following was now coming. You know, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees. So the presence of God and the voice of God, they go together. The presence of God and the voice. Yes. You see, when a father dies, the main thing that goes out of the house is his voice and his presence. His body will go out of the house and his voice will also go out of the house. So whereas you used to hear him shouting, who is that? And somebody will say, nobody is here. Or somebody will say, Kweku is here. FY is here. That's, you don't hear that anymore. Whatever you used to hear, you don't hear. So voice and presence, they go together. Yeah. So when you are hearing the voice of God, you are having the experience of the presence of God. So people who are following the voice of God closely are often experiencing his presence. So when you see sometimes men of God or even Christians, it's a long time since God spoke to them. It's a long time since they were in the presence of God. Yes. Why, why, why are they clapping? Is that, is that a revelation? Is that something? Is that a revelation? Yeah. Long time since you heard the voice. Long time since you were in his presence. It's true. If I don't talk to you, it's a long time since I was with you. 
Yes. Your voice gone and I've not been in your presence for a long time. And that's why even with the technology, you may not physically be there, but as you listen to the voice, it's like the person is present in your life. You get it? So, what was happening in the cool of the day? Adam and his wife were having a really good life. Eh? All the voice they were hearing was the voice of God, the voice of God. Then came in another voice. And the voice said, are you sure what God is saying is good? Are you sure what God is saying is right? Oh, it can't be. And then life changed forever. If you read the first and second book of Adam, which is written by a Christian, you know, it's supposed to be one of the books that they wanted to add to the Bible. You see Adam and Eve crying. They said they were feeling cold after they went out of the garden. Ha! They were feeling cold since we came out. We are afraid. Every day we are afraid. They were crying. They were, oh, Adam will be holding Eve. They said, well, let's go back to the garden. If we can change it, let's go. Let's ask the father. I mean, it was a terrible thing. For, from the beginning, from when they came out of the garden, they suffered and suffered and suffered. If you read that book, you feel pity. You know, for having listened to another voice. Yes. So that's why the Bible says there are many voices. And, but none of them is not important. They are important and you must know about them. So in our time of waiting on God, you know, I want to teach you to learn to hear God's voice yourself. And one of the main ways is by eliminating other voices and waiting on God. So, you know, this week we are going to launch what we call between the porch and the altar. Yes, between the porch and the altar this week. You know, and um, I'm going to lead you myself. Yes, we are going to pray here, because I think this is where we are. From Tuesday to Friday. Yeah, we are going to be fasting and we will all be here from 10 in the morning till the evening. Around 5, 6 we close. Yeah. So we'll be here, we'll be on Facebook Live. We are praying every day. And we are going to be fasting. We are going to start drying ourselves out gradually. Oh, don't worry. You know, you'll be here. You see that I don't... Food has not yet occurred to me. Yeah. And then, because he said, let, the, let them weep between the porch. The, the porch is outside and the altar is here. So that is this. Where you are is the, between the porch and the altar. This is the altar. And the porch is outside. Yeah. So we are in between the porch. Where you are sitting is the, between the porch and the altar. We are going to pray, you see, and we need some time to gradually become spiritual. I'm telling you. It takes a while. Look, if sometimes I, I go somewhere to go and pray, when I get there, it takes me two days to calm down. Yeah. It doesn't just happen because you, go, you are thinking of so many things. You want to make calls. You want to sort out issues. <laughs> hey! 
How many realize that it would take some time to calm you down and dry out some of the voices which are guiding you? Somebody was inviting me. I said, don't. Somebody was saying, we should plan crusades. Don't plan any crusade. Let us pray. Yeah, don't plan anything. Let us rather wait on God and call on God this week, next week, and we keep on calling on God. He said, God is not somebody you can finish with by 8 o'clock. You see some people go to church 6 to 8 Sunday morning. You finish with God. I mean, how can you finish? Which part of you is going to finish with God? You know, recently I gave somebody an assignment and he asked me a question. I said, the question you asked me is dangerous. He said, is there any further detail of the instruction I can give? I said, detail of the instruction. I said, if what I'm telling you means anything to you, as you start to implement, you will be communicating all that. You can't finish with a person who is telling you what to do. It's when you think you can finish with the person. That's why you dry up. You can't finish with God. God cannot be put aside. God cannot be finished with. Can you say you finish eating? Can you say you finish wee-wee? Your promise to continue wee-wee. You need somewhere to discharge throughout your life. So there are things that are sort of like they are part of your living. And God is part of your living. Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone. But by every Word that comes from the God. So we need to learn how to wait on God. And then you need to now distinguish the different voices. Because there are many voices that want to guide you. But you alone, you can be a very great person. If God can lead you. If only God had led Adam and Eve by, by now. We may even know Adam and Eve. They may still be alive. Adam and Eve would have. So we are going to Germany or maybe Adam and Eve will be in South Africa. I hear the Garden of Eden is in South Africa. Yeah, I heard that that is where it's supposed to be located. Is it, you know, heard that? Yeah, that's what I heard. South Africans, you, you know? Is it true? Or oh, you don't know? You see, you don't even know. Okay, it was in Ghana. Let's take Ghana. Okay. Ashanti Forest. Ashanti Forest. <laughs> Lake Bosom Tree area. <laughs> yeah. We need to wait on God. And you need to know how to dry out the other voices. So one of the main things is that these voices are always speaking. But it's the volume that you have to bring lower and then raise the other one and be able to recognize it. So so how can I know the voice of God? How can you know the voice of your wife? Or the voice of somebody you always talk to? Even when Jesus called Mary's name in the garden of, in the, uh, at the tomb when he rose from the dead, she turned because she recognized his voice. He called her all the time. So he knew when nobody calls you that way, you hear the voice in a particular way. Mary, she turned herself. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned herself. So a voice is not so much of learning a formula, but getting used to and drowning out other voices. 
And when you drown out the other voices, you will start to be beautiful and you will start to do well. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 3. Beautiful. Let's, let's start with Jeremiah 7, verse 28. After that, we go to chapter 3. It says, But thou shalt say unto them, This is a nation that obeyeth not the voice of the Lord their God, nor receiveth correction. Truth is perished and is cut off from their mouth. Amen. This is what? A nation that obeyeth not what? The voice. Not wise sayings. Not a prophet. But the voice of the Lord. The voice of the prophet. You must know his place. Yeah. It's not compared with the voice of God. Voice of God is different from the voice of a prophet. You may hear the voice of God through the voice of a prophet, but you must know you are looking for the voice of God. And God can speak to you personally. And He does. You don't need to know science, you don't need to be a science student. Even art students can hear the voice of God. It's a blessing. That is a blessing. Because art students don't understand a lot of calculations. But you, you can hear the voice of God. Can I have an amen from the art students? <laughs> amen, art students. Art of hearing is arts. Arts. It's for art students. So, I need you to not be like this nation. A nation that does not obey the voice of God and does not receive correction. That's, that's all that Adam and Eve did. They just did not listen to the voice of God. They listened to another voice. Another voice became loud. And they listened to it. And the Lord God came in the evening. With his usual blessings, his usual peace, his usual goodness, his usual prosperity. But they had taken another voice. God was so hurt. God was so hurt. That he banished them out of his presence. And he said, you can have him. You want him? Have him. And he drove man out. You wouldn't want to listen to me. You want that? Have it. I don't know why you struggle with people who don't want you. (laughs) 
somebody's message. Jeremiah chapter 3. Verse 25. Jeremiah chapter 3. Verse 25. We lie down in our shame. Whatever makes you ashamed. It is cancelled this year in Jesus' name. I receive it. And he says, we lie down in our shame and our confusion covereth us. For we have sinned against the Lord our God. Whatever confusion is characterizing your life, Today it comes to an end in Jesus' name. I receive it. Why has shame and confusion come? For we have sinned against the Lord, our God, we and our fathers, from our youth, even unto this day, and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord, our God. You see, shame and confusion, they come. I always want to know what is God saying. Don't look at circumstances. Don't look at what it looks like. Yeah. You know, prosperity is not here or there. Even happiness, it's not about money. Happiness and marital happiness is an atmosphere. No matter how much money you have, You may not have that atmosphere. You may not have so much money, but you will have a certain atmosphere that you live in. So you may look at somebody dangling his BMW car keys and say to yourself, this is it. But you are not listening to the voice of God. The voice of God is the one that is going to take away confusion and shame. And he says... Listen on. I like the part that it says from our youth, we haven't listened to the voice of God. That means that when you are in your youth, you can hear the voice of God. Yeah. You know, young people, I tell you, voice of God starts from when you are young. Actually, it is when you are young that you have to start listening to the voice of God. Because by the time you've taken some wrong turns, I mean, look after Adam and Eve, their children. We are not trying to obey the voice of God, but we are trying to obey the voice of God with our pimples, our rashes, our hair, extra hair that we bought, and so many things are not working in our lives. We are trying to obey him now in our confusion, in our shame. Shameful human beings, we are trying to now get back to listen to God's voice. But it's a bit late in the day after we have brought so much difficulty into our lives. So when you are a young person, the key is to obey God when you are young. Yes, from our youth, we must obey him. Yes. Don't misbehave. And then when you are old, you are now wearing a cloth. You have become an auntie, a grandmother. And you are now opening the scriptures and say, you must be holy. You must do this. You are wearing glasses to read the Bible. When you were young and voluptuous, when you were like a juicy watermelon, what were you doing? Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let us look carefully at these voices. And I believe from today, you are going to be silencing and lowering other voices. I receive it. Apart from the voice of God. Amen. The first one is the voice of the flesh. First one is the voice of the flesh. Wow. Now turn to the scripture, the works of the flesh. Now, what is the voice of the flesh? You see, if you have flesh, it will speak. <laughs> Check your neighbor and see whether his voice is, fle- is wearing flesh or not. Or it's wood. Somebody's got wood. Soft flesh. Are you listening? Is that him? Hey. Wow. Now, look at the works of the flesh. Now, if these are your works, then what is your voice saying? Your voice... You'll be talking about the things you do. If somebody says, this man is building churches. Then obviously, what does he talk about? All related to his works. Now look at the works of the flesh. Your flesh will be speaking. And encouraging you to number one. Adultery. Yes. Amazing. And you see, when we are preaching and we say, brothers, we say, we know that we like girls. God should forgive us. It's honestly accepting that our flesh has been speaking. And we can't deny that we've been hearing it. Oh, you don't get what I'm saying. And you see people looking at me through their glasses. Like they don't really understand what I'm talking about. No, what they understand though. And then the ladies also. You'll be spying somebody's husband. And say, if only my husband was like this. I would have been such a happy woman. I have this wretched man here. It doesn't do anything for me in the marriage. But you see, your voice is those who don't want to tell the truth. Who just pretend they'll be giving some this type of A1 excellent statements. My wife and I are my husband and I are a lot of statements. Then the next time you hear that they are divorcing. Yes. You, the next one you see, you hear that they are bossing. Yes. Taking pictures, dot, lot of whatever. You see them make it. Say, look, if marks are being given for marriage, I will get 99%. Wow. You hear people say, the last quarrel I had was 27 years ago. I've not quarreled for 27 years. Yes. 
But if you have flesh, look at it. It will be telling you, look beyond your fence. There are nice things in the world. So brothers, if you have not learned to control yourself, don't think that when you marry, you'll be controlled. When you marry, you'll be, have two problems. Disappointment and lust combined. The disappointment will fuel the lust. The disappointment will be like kerosene in the last. The last are there all the time. Well, then disappointment and discouragement will come and turn it into a type of fuel bomb. Yes. Disappointment, discouragement, and disillusionment. Yes. Will come and join themselves to the normal desire that is there. And the whole thing will rise to a certain level. And you see somebody walking here. To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it? To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it? Hey! So you see, you see people, we don't, we don't have such feelings. Oh, we are not whatever. This and that. No, the, the last time you see that, they, they, they are doing something else. So you see, for adultery, number one, fornication. Is there anybody here, your voice, your, your, you have heard a voice urging you on to fornication? Raise your two hands and your two legs. Yes. You see, some people here, they don't raise their hands. Oh, this, these people here. These people. You see here, this corner here. Everybody, are you seeing this this corner here? They they don't raise their hand for any of the points. Mr. and Mrs. Perfection. Goody goody. Look, some of us are not denying that we have been hearing these voices. Oh yes. That's all. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness. These are vague words. All kinds of dirtiness. Hey! Lasciviousness. It's another type of sexual life. And I'm sure it encompasses all the modern forms of activities. Yes. Right. Hmm? Your, your flesh will be telling you. You'll be fasting. The, the, the flesh will be the flesh will be speaking. Say, Lord, can two such things be in me? So it needs you need to calm those voices down. Idolatry. Idols. The greatest idol today is money. Yes. Is the greatest idol, huh? Mobile money. <laughs> money is a, it's, it's a big motivation for almost everything. You see, people call themselves Christians. They serve money. Meet them. They are all members of churches, pastors. What is driving them? Strong voice. Money. Witchcraft. Witchcraft is the power to control somebody. Yes. 
when you marry, you, you have a contest for some months to see who is actually in charge of the marriage. And then after some months, without announcement, one of you, either the man or woman, becomes the head. It's not automatic that the head is the head, though. So, when a woman is, a witch is a woman, wizard is a, a man. So, it's witch is a female issue. Uh, witchcraft. Paul said, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth. So witchcraft prevents you from obeying. So it's a type of control that comes in. So apart from God, there is this power, powerful person that is speaking. And when the person speaks, we may have a meeting, but after the meeting, when you go back, your mind will change. Yes. Your mind will change after going to the house and come. You see that everything has changed again. I receive it. Hatred. It's your flesh. You, you feel to it. Some people move with your hatred. Variance. Emulations. Quarrels. They are, these are quarrels. Wrath. Anger. Strife. Quarreling. They are the voice of the flesh. So the flesh has a voice that says, Do this. Fight with him. Show him. Show them. Show them something. How many have heard that voice before telling you, show them something so that they will see something and they will know that you can't just do something and walk away. You don't know me. You don't know me. Seditions, heresies, all types of voices. Madness. Kill him. Kill her. Drunkenness. Drink. Revelings. That's parties. And such like. You know? So, ladies and gentlemen, this voice, the voice of the flesh, huh? Sleep. Revelings. Like parties and just blowing time. Eating. Sex, you can see the sex one is big. It started from the beginning. So that voice must come down. So we have to learn how to dry out feelings gradually. So anybody who eats too much, you know, you can never be spiritual. Never. Listen, I heard somebody say, when I eat, I eat. And when I fast, I fast. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with that. When I eat, I eat. And when I fast, I fast. I don't agree with that. You have to know how to be balanced and fasting. Not too full. Not extremes. I fast dry. The when, I, when I eat. Hmm. 
The Bible says we should be moderate. Moderation. So this year, this week's between the porch and the altar is going to be moderation. We are not going to extreme. We are going to dry ourselves out gradually. Yes. I'll give you the details. I receive it. So the voice of the flesh. Yes. You have to learn to dry out that voice. Otherwise, you follow it through. Now let's take somebody who has followed the voice of the flesh fully. What will you be like? Sit down. It may catch you here. What is it like when you have followed the flesh fully? What it told you to do, you did it. What it said to you to do, you did it. You become an animal. Yes. If you follow it and allow it to lead you, you become an animal. As a girl, you can never tell anybody the number of boys you have slept with. You only answer, I've had a couple of relationships. Oh, it was when I was in secondary school. Before I was saved. Before I was saved, yes, I had one or two. But you mean one or two hundred. When you follow the voice of your flesh, you'll be a wild fornicator. You cannot marry. You'll be an adulterer. Because you always, every beautiful person you see, you have to, because that's all your flesh knows. When you follow the flesh, that's, that is it. You have to be very careful. It's a voice you have to be afraid of. Yes. In fact, you, you, when you have certain feelings, you must become agitated. So, I don't like the feeling I have. How many have had feelings and you, you were disturbed? I, I, I don't like this feeling. This feeling I'm having, I don't like the feeling. The feeling scares me. Scary feeling. You become a drunkard. All the sexual things that we have now. They say what? A large percentage of Christians watch pornography. Large. I don't want to mention the figure because it's so high that you, 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 shouldn't, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't feel comforted. They say, oh, we are in the majority now. No. <laughs> we are in the majority. You can't marry. If you follow your feeling and everything, you become a homosexual. You become an addict to other things. Yeah. So you must now allow another voice. You see, you have to be careful of the voices. And rather, what does God say? Yes. That's why I got married when I got married. Because I heard the voice of God. Marry. The voice of the flesh was shouting. This, 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 this. I said, look. Wait. Wait. And I tried to follow the voice of God. That's why I married as a young man. I I believe you you should marry when you are young. Receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it.
Now, the next important voice is the voice of your mind. Mind is logic. Don't live your life just based on logic. Amen. Romans chapter 12. And we'll be coming to the end of our short lesson. (laughs) I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Amen. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing or reprogramming of your mind. The mind is very important because it is a, it is a voice that constantly you, you think in a way and you do what you think. So if you leave your mind without renewing it, it's a very dangerous thing. If you take Europeans and Americans or maybe more Europeans, they are now going following the mind fully. You see, only logic and reason, the voice of reason. So it's very dangerous because through that they've set aside God. There's no God. Because you can't find God. The rockets have gone so far. And they couldn't find God. They saw Jupiter clear. No wonder we should bring this Jupiter film and look at it. Maybe one of the evenings. When you see you, you'll be amazed. When they flew past Jupiter. Wow. It's, it's, it's frightening. Amazing. It's there. And they've gone beyond up to Pluto and out of our solar system. They've got lenses that can see so far. They found other solar systems. And they are now suspecting that most of the plan- most of the stars have got planets going around them. Because our sun is a star. And they, they can't find God. So the mind, pure mind, is very dangerous. So when you see somebody who is very logical, very full of reasoning and so on, <laughs> you, 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 that person can lead you astray. If you go to Europe, there's a 10-year-old boy. He says he, he's a boy. He says he's a girl. And the girl says he's a boy. So they change over and they come to school. You announce to the whole class, this is a boy, this is a girl. I mean, it's like the mind is gone completely bonkers. Bonkers. And they want to impose it. You've had presidents traveling over the world to impose it on everybody. It's amazing. So when you just follow reason, do you see, then you move into great danger. Alright? So, oh, this girl is from my hometown. My mother told me to marry a fair girl and somebody from my hometown. She's fair and she comes from my hometown. Number three, I must marry her. Now, you've got to be careful. Yes, it's not an equation. Life is more than an equation. I live here and my, and my church is in front here. There's a church in front here. It makes sense. When I spend transport to go to church, I just walk. There's no transport money. That's where I must go to church. Why should I sit on a bus and come to church? Conclusion. I can't go to this church again. Yeah. 
She's beautiful. I want somebody who is size 98. She's size 98. She's beautiful. I need her. I like her. And that's it. The logic is working. I want to say to you, you need to be careful of thinking. I have to be very careful of thinking because I'm logical. So I like to pray. What do you want, Lord? Take over. Let your voice take over. Let your voice take over. Because I reason. That's why you can hear my, in my teaching, you can see logic. You can see point one, two, three, four, five. It's easy to follow. You can see it. You see? So, you can, you can be led by what is easy to understand and easy to follow. One, two, three, four, five. No. You must, even that you must put aside. It can be as dangerous as the voice of your flesh. Which is saying, do all these bad things. But the voice of reason will be seem, saying to, to, to you to do things which look seemingly sensible. When I was coming into the ministry, my mother-in-law, she, 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 was, she, was cared, she cared about me. She wanted me to, you know, practice medicine. And she was always talking about it. It, it makes sense. Peter wanted Jesus Christ not to go to the cross. He said, once I'm here, you will not go to a cross if, if I'm here. It's sensible. Do you understand? But you see, then I wouldn't be here and you wouldn't be here. And lighthouse wouldn't exist. Yeah. Across the whole world and all the churches, first love and what have you. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Does it make sense logic to go to Nigeria to go and start a church? Why? What are we going to do in Nigeria? Nigeria has a lot of big churches. It has, well, God told me to go to Nigeria. God told me to go to Nigeria. It's one of the places God told me to go to. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Lots of things don't make sense. It doesn't make sense for you to give tithes. When you need money, how much do you have? Think of the logic of it. It smacks of the logic of the jungle. For you to take money that you need and just give it away and even to sow a seed in a prophet who has obviously more money than you may ever have till you die it doesn't make sense so we 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 have to then at the point put aside logic and take the voice of god so you notice in this song that ida sang that song is about the day when i got anointed when I was in Suhum. You know, because I finished all the work that I had to do. But I, I often like to finish activities before I start praying. That's why we've waited out to this. We're finishing some things. We're starting this week. After some time of being in Suhum. Eating my bread. You see, the fasting wasn't even full fasting. Coffee and then in someone bread. And I'm alive. Something happened to me. And I heard his voice. From today, you can teach. 25 years old. From today, you can teach. You see, it says he received honor and glory when such a voice came from the excellent glory into his life. So at the age of 25, I heard a clear voice of God. That's why I encourage us, you see. But I didn't hear the voice of logic. I didn't hear the voice of any other voice or anybody's voice. My parents' voice. My mother said, when I see him, I can't even believe this is my son. 
It was not the voice of the flesh. But it took time to calm down. But after I was calmed down, then he spoke to me. And it changed my whole life. Changed my direction. From today you can teach. That's the teaching I'm doing. There's the books. That's the churches. That's the crusades. That's the ministry. All that I experienced. I, I tell, sometimes I tell people, I, I tell them, I haven't worked anywhere before. I've not worked anywhere before. Yes. I've not I worked anywhere, literally. Apart from house job and so on. I've not had any, any job. Wherever I am, it's from this, from today you can teach. So it's a precious voice. And you may not hear it in that way, but you need to hear God's voice. So, as these voices go down, his voice comes. And that's why we need time, rest. When you see people moving up and down, on the phone, talking, the voice of God is fine. <laughs> you are getting input from outside, from the world. Benny Hinn says, when he's going to have a crusade, no one is allowed to tell him about anything. He said the world can be breaking down whatever. Nobody is allowed to tell him what is happening. Don't tell him this is happening, this is happening. Nobody is allowed to say anything to him. Yes. It, it, it drowns out the voice, the precious voice of God that God has for us. Are you listening to me? Yes. So that voice will change your life. So this week, from Tuesday to Friday, yeah, you're just going to be here. 10 to the evening. So you, whenever you can come, you come. But we'll be here from 10. If you, you can look on your Facebook live, we'll be here. Join. We are here. I'm leading the prayer. See, I normally don't lead the prayer, so I'm leading myself. So we are all here, and we are praying. And we are saying, Lord, let your will be done. Guide us by your voice. Lead us by your spirit, by your mighty power. And I know that God is going to change your whole life. I receive it. Yes, he said he received glory and honor when there came such a voice unto him from the excellent glory. Beautiful. And that glory is going to come into your life. I receive change it. your life as you hear his voice. Let's stand to our feet and pray for him. You don't want to go? It's good that you it's good that you don't want to go. Of course, during the between the porch and the altar, we'll be sharing some things, praying for people, praying everything that we do when we are in church. So just come, be around, try to get escape from the circumstances you are in and spend some time. Waiting. Come away. There's a song like that. Come and spend some time with me. Come away. Let your heart and mind be still. Be still. Let your empty cup be filled. Come and spend some time with me. Spend some time with me Come 
touching the altar. Jesus, guide us. Jesus. this morning and maybe somebody invited you to church but you are not a born again Christian I want to give your life to Jesus pastor pray with me I want to give my life to God if you are here like that you want to give your life to God I want to give your life to Jesus raise up your right hand and I'm going to pray with you God bless you lift it up high maybe somebody invited you but deep down you know that you are far from God but today you want to turn around and come to Jesus I want to pray with you I want to join my heart with you and seek God together with you to be born again, to be made a new person. And your hand must be up. God bless you. If your hand is lifted, come to me in the front. Come all the way. Come all the way to me in the front. your hands up everyone say Lord Jesus please forgive me for my sins I give my life to you wash me Jesus with the blood the blood the blood 
the blood of Jesus please write my name in the book of life please write my name in the book of life from today I give my heart to Jesus Christ thank you Lord for saving me today from today I am born again I'm a child of God I'll follow Jesus thank you Lord for saving me in Jesus name I pray amen and amen hallelujah God bless you now I'm going to give you one of my books this book is called key facts for new believers amen it is a special gift for you today it's a special gift God is going to bless you as you have this book have you received one over here all these people don't have all here don't have the middle so many people give their life to Jesus today listen from today this is your church every Sunday you must be here I am your shepherd and I'm going to feed you every Sunday God is going to bless your life amen so make sure this is my special present for as you go home you read this book your life is never going to be the same again amen God bless you I want you to go to your seat when we close come to the side where I'm pointing this side and we are going to talk. if you are holding the book it's your ticket then come and sit over here alright God bless you clap for them as they go back to their seats it's time for communion communion we have been eating and drinking every Sunday is affecting our lives you, are, you will definitely live to over 70 and, and not as a poor struggling person but as a blessed person your life is being extended beautifully whatever brings shame and confusion is cancelled today in the name of Jesus I receive it you are receiving honor and glory from I God. I receive it. And as you receive the bread oh, yes. and the wine, God is honoring you and healing you. I receive it. He's healing your finances. Yes. He's healing your body. I receive it. He's healing your soul. I receive He's healing your marriage. I receive He's healing your relationship. I receive In Jesus' name. Stand to your feet, everybody. as we come before you with the bread thank you Jesus Lord let there be true healing for every department of our lives healing in our bodies I receive it healing in our souls I receive it healing in our spirits I receive it healing in every part Lord I receive bless us mightily. Yes. We thank you. We receive healing. Receive it. Because you said, he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. We receive life receive now in Jesus' name. The body of Jesus.
made a mistake before. This is for your mistakes. Father, we declare this to be the blood of Jesus. For all the mistakes we've made. All the lies we told. All the sins we committed. We lift up the blood. You say, when I see the blood, I will pass over. When the angel of judgment and punishment comes for us. May he pass over us because of the blood. May we escape divinely all forms of judgment and punishment. Yes. May we preserve, be preserved oh, yes. from all forms of attacks, armed robberies, yes. wickedness, yes. unreasonableness by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. We receive it. I receive the blood of Jesus. Amen. your hands. I prophesy, prophesy. You are blessed. I receive it. You are healed. Yes. You are strengthened. I receive it. You are delivered. I receive it. Any form of armed attack hey. against you fails now. I receive it. Any form of head with a knife yes. fails now. I receive it. Any attack with a gun yes. fails now. I receive it. Every plot and plan and decision that has been taken against you fails now. I receive it. Every meeting and conspiracy to harm you, to go against your future, to go against your life, to go against your money, to go against your existence. I cast the table that meeting was out in the name of Jesus. I receive it. You are set free by the power of God. You are lifted to the higher level in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace of God. Receive unexpected assistance. Receive unexpected help. Receive unexpected favor in every area of your life. In the name of Jesus. You are going to come back here with good news. You are going to come back here with good testimony. You are the next person who is going to give a fantastic testimony. I receive it. Your testimony will be very nice. I receive because it. Because the power of God will have intervened on your behalf. Receive grace to overcome yes. every type I of opposition in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I see somebody's right I leg. You are stepping into a good thing. You are stepping into a good place. For the first time in your life. I see you entering a higher ground, a better ground. Step your right leg, you are stepping into something higher and something better prophetically. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. And everybody shouted a big hallelujah. I don't know who it is, but somebody is stepping. Stepping out and stepping in. Something good. Something great. Something higher. I receive it. Your right leg is there. Jesus' name. Amen. I receive it. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you.
something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped right, right. boat neck sweaters. sweaters. The Container Store Custom Closet Sale is here with up to 25% off all systems, including Alpha, through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.